Hi there and welcome to another episode of the Center Circle Podcast, recorded in Lagos, Nigeria, and in different countries and different cities all over the world, from Lagos, Nigeria, to London, UK, to the USA, to Nepal, to India, to Germany, to Russia, to Ukraine, to Ghana, wherever you're listening, you can access the Center Circle Podcast from Spotify, from Google Podcasts, from Apple Podcasts, or from wherever you get your podcast. My name is Iyami, I'm your host, I have been your host, I will continue to be your host. Yeah, I have supposed to drop an episode some time back i didn't drop an episode last week and um this week this episode is dropping sometime late and i usually drop episodes on monday but it has been a really 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 tough two weeks for me um i have a nine to five and trust me combining all of this with a nine to five and also being in lagos dealing with stress traffic and this fuel scarcity trust me like the fuel scarcity issue really messed me up like in the last two weeks so combining all of this with this made it hard for me to like record an episode and do something uh so you can just bear with me and i need you guys to listen to this podcast and share with your friends talk to your friends about what i do uh, your friends that are interested in football talk to them about what i do so that maybe one day one day i can finally tell my boss that i'm not doing it again and leave my nine to five and focus fully on this while this is giving me money yeah so away from all that in this episode of the podcast i'm going to be doing the top the greatest duels in football the greatest duels in football you know there are some things that go together in, there are some things that go together in life and pen and paper bread and butter yam and egg stuff like that you know and it's also like that in football there are some footballers that really went well with each other you know they, they played on the same wavelength they, are, they were almost like brothers and I'm going to be checking out the greatest of them in recent times. Um, the ones that we that are popular that we can easily relate to when I mention them. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. The first duo I'll be talking about is Xavi and Iniesta. Yeah, we all know during Pep Guardiola's um, spell at Barcelona, he had main stars. We were Xavi, Iniesta, and Messi. But those two in midfield, Xavi and Iniesta, were really, really so in tandem with each other and. They made the they made the team tick a lot um, with the tiki taka football that Pep wanted to play. That Pep was playing in that period. Um, Javi was the midfield conductor, doing everything, putting pulling the strings together in midfield, um, d- dictating the tempo. And Iniesta was that guy that was moving around. That was a great dribbler. Was very good in tight spaces, and was able to was that link between midfield. An attack for Barcelona at that time. Xavi and Iniesta in their time together, the one, the one four, then the one three UEFA Champions Leagues together. I think four UEFA Champions Leagues together. But in two, they were really, really like the key men in two of them. That is the 2009 and 2011 Champions League and the one over four La Liga titles together. They were one of the best. They are one of the some of the best midfielders in the world. Um, you have them also playing for spain they won the 2008 euros the 2010 world cup in south africa iniesta scoring the winning goal and they also won the euro 2012 also in the period whereby spain were the most dominant national team in the world xavi and iniesta were in the middle of that and in the period where barcelona were also the biggest club in the world xavi and iniesta were also in the middle of that so one of the greatest duos in football ever is xavi and iniesta um the second duo that i'll be talking about is Dwight York and Andy Cole. We have Dwight York and Andy Cole. In the 1999 season, when Manchester United won the treble, 
Dwight York and Andy Cole were the starting strikers in a 4-4-2 preferred by Sir Alex Ferguson. They scored um, 53 goals in all competitions between the both of them in 1999, 1998-99. They won the treble, that is the Premier League, the FA Cup and the UEFA Champions League in 1998-99. They later reunited later Blackburn, but that particular one season that they played together and that they won the treble was one of the best in world football ever and it was their time in Manchester United that they were referred to as one of the greatest duels in world football. The third duel that I'll be talking about is Robin and Ribery. Yeah, robbery, like they were fondly called, yeah. I am Robin joined and Robin joined Bayern Munich in 2008 after he had um, an fated spell at Real Madrid. Ribery had been there a previous year before. Then in the years that they spent together, they won eight Bundesliga titles and won UEFA Champions League. Robin scored 144 goals in all competitions for Bayern. Ribery scored 124 goals in all competitions for Bayern. And they terrorized other fullbacks. They terrorized opposing fullbacks of opposing teams in their years together. Robin on the right, Ribery on the left as inverted wingers. They were really, really so good. And they were one of the best duels in football ever. When we when, when we talk about um, football, they were one of the guys that made the inverted wingers position or that made the inverted wingers phenomenal. Something that, something that was used a lot in football. We see the likes of Neymar, we see the likes of Salah doing it. Um, week in week out Salah Mane for Liverpool but for them um, the likes of Robin and Ribery worked so that Salah and Mane could fly so Robin and Ribery another great duo in world football the fourth duo that I'll be talking about is Messi and Suarez Lionel Messi and Lionel Messi and Luis Suarez yeah Suarez joined in 2014 from Liverpool even after he was um, banned for biting um, Giorgiano Chiellini, who is also somewhere in this um, list of greatest duos. Um, Barcelona took a gamble in signing him, and trust me, that was one of the biggest and one of the best gambles they ever took. Um, he and Lionel Messi were in tandem with each other. They played together for they played together for like six years. Yeah, they played together for six seasons. In those two seasons, they scored two thousand. Sorry, 2000. They scored 280 goals together. They won four La Liga titles, won the FA Champions League trophy. There was a season where they also had, where they won the treble. There was a treble winning season there in 2014-2015, forming a very, very perfect trio with um, Neymar also. But it was Messi and Suarez that were really close together, and where the where, where the moving force of that team they were on the same wavelength. And funny enough, they were also best friends off the pitch so it was really sad to see Suarez leave at the time that they left and Messi also living in Barcelona but in their time together they were really 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 good so number four we have a Messi and Suarez when it comes to greatest duels that I'll be checking in this episode of the podcast in number five fifth duel that I'll be talking about are not attacking duels they are not midfield duels but they are rather defensive duels um, at the time they revolutionized the positions where they play. I'm talking about no one else but Cafu and Roberto Carlos. Fullback duels played for Brazil. And in a, at the time where in the in the late 90s and early 2000s where where fullbacks were just meant to defend, Cafu and Roberto Carlos took it to another level. They took it to a different level by 
also contributing in attack. Roberto Carlos in particular could run the whole of the left wing by himself. He did that for Brazil and they did that for Real Madrid. No one can ever forget his banana kick free kick against France in 1997 that left the whole world and even left Fabian, Bate, uh, Fabian Bates stunned. Like what, what, what happened at that point? So, uh, but Cafu was still defensive a little, not as attacking as Carlos, but he could also bomb forward and um, do things. Their crowning glory was in 2002 World Cup, where they won Brazil's fifth World Cup title in um, Japan, South Korea. Cafu and Roberto Carlos changed what the fullback game is now. You know, they paved the way for the likes of Daniel Alves, Marcelo, um, Carvajal. Akimi, they paved the way for guys like this to do what they know how to do best, which is bombing forward and contributing to attack. Without the likes of Daniel Alves and Roberto Carlos, you might not see those like Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson. These guys paved the way for what we see for fullbacks right now. And they're one of the greatest duos in football ever. The next duo I'll be talking about played in the Premier League, played for Arsenal, they are in the Invincible side when the invisible side that won 2003 2004 they led the attack i'm talking about fiori Henry and dennis burkamp dennis burkamp was like a number 10 sometimes yeah like a number 10 playing as a supporting striker um creating chances um, staying in between the lines and creating chances but fiori Henry was fast was explosive um had this trickery about him and was able to score goals for fun and in their time together they won two Premier Leagues, they won two FA Cups and you can never forget that invincible season 2003-2004, that was their crowning glory. Together they were they are one of the best ever to ever do when it comes to duels, Henri and Bergkamp and they are one of the greatest duels in football ever. The next job talking about is Cristiano Ronaldo and Wayne Rooney. Now, Cristiano Ronaldo joined Manchester United in 2003 as a winger. He played most of his time also at Manchester United as a winger. Though we are seeing a different Cristiano Ronaldo now in 2022, but back then in 2003 he was a silky winger with a lot of dribbling, uh, dribbling ability, and he didn't really score much goals then. It was just about the entertainment in his like first three years at Manchester United. Rooney, on the other hand, was a wonder kid that joined Manchester United at the age of 17 after breaking through the Everton squad at the age of 16, scoring his first Premier League goal against Arsenal. Such a wonderful goal. I still remember it all the time. Um, at that time, it wasn't until like 2006, the 2006-2007 season before they really clicked together. Now, Rooney was Rooney wanted to be the star man at Manchester United, but um, I think seeing Ronaldo, that Ronaldo was obviously better than him, became this workaholic of a player who was putting chances on the plate for Ronaldo, became the workaholic who do all the dirty work and made sure that Ronaldo was able to evolve his game to become one of the to evolve to become the greatest goal scorer that you are seeing now in world football. They played their crowning moment together was from 2006-7 season till Ronaldo left in 2009. In those three seasons, they scored more than 150 goals together combined. They won the Premier League three times in a row. They won the UEFA Champions League also in 2008. And we can say that Rooney was one of the people that worked or was one of the people who had to take some sacrifices 
uh, so that Ronaldo could be the star man that he is now. Another duo that we talk about also in that same time period where Ronaldo and Rooney were shining was also um, Stevie Gerrard and Fernando Torres. Fernando Torres broke through the Atletico Madrid youth squad and became their captain at the age of 18. But in 2007, at the age of 20, Liverpool splashed £8 million to bring him to Anfield. And trust me, that was one of the biggest decisions and one of the best decisions they ever made. Though they didn't win anything in that period, but Torres became one of the best players in the world, the third best player in the world, according to Ballon d'Or ratings in 2008, where he won the Euros, scored the winning goal for Spain against Germany in the Euros final, um, and was arguably the best striker in the world. He formed a very, very great partnership with with Stevie Gerrard and in their time together before he left for that ill-fated move to Chelsea. They scored 129 goals between them and they were really, really, really good. They were really, really good together. I remember as a Chelsea fan, whenever Liverpool is facing Chelsea and I see the sight of Fernando Torres running towards Chelsea defenders, I knew that it was over. He scored his first Premier League goal, his first Liverpool goal against Chelsea and he didn't look back from there. It was just so sad that when he moved to Chelsea, he became a shadow of himself and his career just went. His career became average from there on. But in his time at Liverpool with Gerrard, they were one of the best duos in football ever. Now, the next duo I'll be talking about are a defensive duo also. Now, Italy have always been, the Italian national team have always been famous and popular for for bringing out defenders, central defenders that are very strong and know how to defend very well. They have a style of play named after them, the Catenacio. Yeah, the Catenacio, which is named after them, is just pure defensive football. And that can be seen. They've had a lot of good, a lot of legendary defenders in the past. But recently, in recent times, it has been all about Leonardo Bonucci and um, Giorgino Chiellini. But before those two, we had Franco Baresi and Paolo Maldini, which is the next duo I'll be talking about. Franco Baresi and Paolo Maldini played in the AC Milan team from 1984 to 1997. Though Maldini spent most of his time as a left-back, even though he was right-footed, there are some times where he partnered partnered Baresi in central defence and they were strong together. In all the 13 years that they played together at AC Milan, they only considered an average of 23 goals per season, which is really, really staggering for um, for any club, for any club in all competitions to consider just 23 goals a season is very, very ridiculous. And that was due to the to the power of Baresi and um, Maldini. Together, they won a lot of titles, but. Their crowning moment together was in 1989 and 1990. We had the one, the European Cup together consecutively, which was the last time a club won the European Cup consecutively until Real Madrid did their triplets of the UEFA Champions League. But before that, it was Arrigo Sachi's side of Arrigo Sachi's Milan side of the 1989 and 1990, which Baresi and Maldini were the leaders of that team and they are one of the greatest duos in football ever another duo i'll be talking about now we are moving towards the premier league is david silva and sergio aguero david silva and sergio aguero before before they were signed manchester city were a small club they've only won the league once in their 
life which was in 1968 but look in those moments after they've signed Silva and Aguero till now and other players involving Yaya Toure also um, legends like that for Manchester City they've done a lot they won four Premier Leagues the Aguero and Silva won four Premier Leagues together in 2012 in 2000 yeah, 2012 2014 2018 2019 yeah they won four together after Silva left in 2020 Manchester City still won the league in 2021 but Silva was no more there but in their time together Silva and Aguero were one of the best attacking duels in world, in world football and one of the best in Premier League history ever when it comes to when it comes to goal contributions for one another in the Premier League, um, David Silva and Sergio Aguero comes in third, just beside, just behind Yuming Son and Harry Kane, and also um, Lampard and Drogba. Who is the next duo I'll be talking about? Didier Drogba and Frank Lampard. Chelsea's rise to the top of football came when Roman Abramovich came. Lampard had been in the team by then, and one of the first purchases that Abramovich made was bringing Drogba from Marseille to Chelsea for 24 million pounds and that proved to be like a master stroke um it was in good tandem tandem with Lampard um they provided 36 PL goals in between each other and that was a record that stood for a long period of time before Son and Kane broke it in the last few weeks um they won trophies together they won three Premier Leagues together in 2005, 2006, and 2010, won the UEFA Champions League in 2012. Both of them scored in the penalty shootout. And I think without the other, I think without the other, one of them might not be able to succeed. Without Drogba, Lampard might not be able to succeed that much in at Chelsea. Without Lampard, Drogba might not be able to succeed that much in Chelsea. They worked so much in tandem with, with each other. And it's you see many times Drogba knocking down balls for Lampard or Lampard providing one of some sweet passes for Drogba to score. They were really that good and when you talk about footballers that go well together, that almost played like brothers, yes, Drogba and Lampard are there. Um, so I think that is those are the duels I'll be talking about. There are other duels um, in football like that that were very, very good, but I feel time is going and I don't want to bore you with everything that I've been saying so far. Um, we had the likes of Van Basten and Ruth Gullit who led the attack for Arigosachi's side, Milan's side, in, 19, in 1989 and 1990. Van Basten in particular, who would have been one of the best strikers ever in the world, but um, injuries cut his career short. Yeah, another duo is Rio Ferdinand and Vidage, um, Terry and Calvano. Um, yeah, Terry and Ricardo Calvano, who still hold the record of, or who still hold the record with that Chelsea side of being the team to concede the least Premier League goals in a season. 15 goals just considered in the 2004-2005 season, other Jose Mourinho, and they're one of the best duels when it comes to football. Um, we have another defensive duo. Bonucci and Chiellini, they've been playing together for a very long time at Juventus and at the Italian national team. And the ones that have made history in the last few weeks, I'm talking about Yumi Son and Harry Kane, who in just like six years of playing together have broken the record for the most goal contributions between a duo in the Premier League. Um, they have, I think, 37 so far and they are not looking to stop anytime soon. I don't see if they play, if they play together for a 
for the next two three years we might we might see them going as far as 50 goal contributions just between this duo which is really 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 amazing you know i'm kane to son son to kane is one thing that we have been used to hearing so far in the premier league for a very long time so yeah i think that's the end of this episode of the podcast it has been amazing sitting down and just talking and saying what um saying what i feel and saying what i know about football or my opinion about football please um thank you so much for listening to this podcast tell your friends about this podcast yeah i know it's unconventional and doesn't doesn't go the way other podcasts are supposed to go but this is just my thing this is what i love doing um i know my people would buy into it so please tell your friends that are interested about football that this this podcast and they should listen to my podcast so that finally one day i can finally say that i'm not working nine to five again and i'll focus on this and creating content yeah so um thank you so much for listening to this podcast like i've said before um yeah so recently isgo one of the sites that we used to stream football thank you so much for the good services that you've done so far but uh, recently in the last i think few days the last weekend isgo were not showing premier league matches anymore and people were like people reached out to me that which sites can we use which website can we use to stream games if you're looking for a website to stream games um i don't have a particular website but i have a couple you can either go to twitter and search for br goals you would see where you can stream matches there or better still you can go to total sports tech and total sport tech which is total sports which is spelled total sports ek.com you have total sport total sport tech.com you have a, a wide range of streams to choose and you can choose to stream um, the premier league from there because isgo who has been the going to the the go-to people for streaming premier league matches somehow decided not to do it but um those people and their agents they are ogs they've really done a lot for us to be able to stream in the last few years so that is all about this podcast thank you so much for listening um you can reach out to me on social media the link to my social media handles my social media handles will be put in the description below so you can reach out to me and if you have any ideas or you, if you even if you want to be on the podcast you can reach out to me and then we'll talk and we'll find a way to go around it thank you so much for listening to the next episode my name is Ian Sent Circle over and out Thank you.